Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. It's a big day for us today. It is a big day, but before we get to that, I should say that you sound very throaty today. I do. You sound like you could be a cabaret singer or maybe a jazz singer in a basement in some New York jazz place. <laughs> well, luckily it's not COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. And I can deal with a bass voice. I can sing bass now all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah. Linda, when we're singing in church, sometimes Linda sings the bass line for one verse for me just so I can sort of try to sing. <laughs> you know, you, Linda's, you've been trying to teach me to sing for a long time. A long time. And and you can sing really well. <laughs> but I need help. And I was almost to say you've been teaching me to sing for 52 years because guess what, listeners? Today, this very day is our 52nd wedding anniversary. We are going to share a half hour of our wedding anniversary with you all, you lucky folks. <laughs> <laughs> we um, have had quite an adventure in that 52 years. Um, those of you who have been listening all along, we did have a fabulous celebration on our, on our 50th up at Bear Lake. Now we just kind of wish kids. we could quit having that. Yeah, now we're just like, whoa, there goes another one. There goes, there goes another, another one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. But we're going to naturally, as you might guess, talk about marriage today. Uh, two weeks ago, I think it was two, or was it three? Last week. No, it was at least two. Wow. Uh, we, we did a, a extensive show on marriage and on our book, The Eight Myths of Marriaging. So if you want some heavy-duty, organized sort of advice kind of stuff, go back a couple of weeks and listen to that one. But today, we're not going to offer any advice. We're just going to talk about marriage, and we're going to talk about the highs and the lows of marriage. I mean, it would be a, a, a huge injustice and somewhat disingenuous for people to think, oh, there's the Ayers, 52 years of bliss, everything great, and now I just feel... Like, my own marriage sucks. <laughs> and you would be so misled if you thought that, because how many ups and downs have we had in 52 years? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so many. So many. Um, you know, you're just a really hard person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and guess what? I am a really hard person, too. Thank you for not saying that yourself. But I do think that it is so true that when you combine two people, there are some that are just naturally blended together and haven't had a lot of problems. Boring. Now, stop that, because there are really some people that do that, and sometimes we look longingly at those people. But it really is... Um, it's been kind of interesting and, and fun in some ways to work through our hard times. But we have had, oh my goodness, so arguments for so long, as we probably mentioned. <laughs> so this is going to be this is going to be an interesting show today. We we don't have much of a, <clears throat> a plan other than we want to be real. We want to be real about marriage. We want to be real about our own marriage. 
a couple of our children right now are having some difficult times in, in certain parts of their relationship. Life is real. Life is not easy. Marriage is an enormous challenge. People who are brave enough to give up their independence for something called interdependence are heroes right from the get-go, and, and they're taking on a difficult challenge. And we just want to be real today and talk about some of the joys of 52 years and also some of the hard times and and just just have a, a real candid kind of a, a talk with you today. So I don't think we could do this on any other day but our wedding anniversary because something about being on the actual day of your wedding anniversary, thinking where we were and what we were like and what we did and what we said and what you wore <laughs> 52 years ago today, sitting at our little wedding breakfast in the walnut room of Utah State University. And you had that gray dress on with those huge three-inch wide buttons. Oh, <laughs> and we were not And we were getting inches. ready to go <laughs> down and have our marriage. And we were unbelievably naive and young and... Um, clueless. Clueless. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> totally. We, As you probably know, if you've been listening along with us, we did have a grandson that just got married during our re- reunion. Well, just the day before the reunion started. I performed the marriage. And uh, Richard performed the marriage. And I remember looking at them and thinking... They're clueless. <laughs> you have no idea what you're in for. Um, there's so many great things, and they have started with such a perfect, perfectly lovely relationship. I'm sure they've had their ups and downs, too, but um, real life is really tough sometimes. Well, and I'm, I'm actually performing another marriage tomorrow of some friends. It's become who, so popular. Uh, well, there's some friends who've had a difficult time in some ways, and, you know, marriage is just really, really on our minds. I mean, it would be in any case on our anniversary, but not just our marriage, but a lot of other marriages we're thinking about. So sit back and relax and enjoy yourself, and we're just going to talk. Linda, I wanna, I'm going to ask you some questions. You might, you might have some for me. What is the most memorable anniversary in your mind that we've had? Out of 52 to choose oh my from. goodness. I do I mean, have to say, I, and I don't don't eat your hearts out, you women out there, because Richard is so good at celebrating anniversaries. <laughs> it's my one good day out of 365 <laughs> days each year. <laughs> no. Even now, we have a little family living with us for a little while um, while they uh, decide which direction to go. We have... Um, other a lot of family members around and a lot of issues and needs and so on with kids and and Richard has just said no today is just for us we are going to take a day off and we are going to just really celebrate this so we're by ourselves today we're gonna go have a lovely brunch in a few minutes this evening we're gonna eat at a fabulous Italian restaurant and we are just going to close the door on all these other things for a day and have an anniversary. And it's great to be able to start it with you, listeners, and to, to think about some things. So 
What's the most memorable anniversary in 52? Actually, 53 if you count our wedding day, but in all the 52 since then, what one stands out? Uh, While you're thinking... All right. <laughs> Go ahead. This I'm going to mention our first wedding anniversary when our main present was the birth of our first daughter, right on our first anniversary. That was Can you amazing. imagine? We got to call her later and wish her... Happy 51st birthday. Well, absolutely. In fact, when we, um, when we first got pregnant, we were so funny. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was very first funny. Of all, we were in Boston going to school, and um, we'd been married for three months, and we were so upset because I think we were wishing to be pregnant sooner. I, I can't no, imagine that no, is true. No, 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 we but weren't, Linda. We anyway, that's, um, oh boy, so we've got a different memory in that one. When they gave us a due date <laughs> of July 30th, we said, oh, right, no, that's, that's not really going to happen. But it did. She was born on her very anniversary. And uh, we had such we have such great memories we've done lots of celebrating together through these years going back one more year let me ask you another question what do you when you just your mind goes blank and then you think of our wedding day and what what do you think of <laughs> our wedding day we just i just found my wedding album our wedding album <laughs> with all those pictures and it just brought back a flood of memories. It was in an old mm -hmm. album that, that had, was all tattered and the pictures were falling out. But Is that where that one came of you with your beehive hairdo that went way, way up high like you were as tall oh, no, as me no. because of your hair? No, that was during college. <laughs> that was during college when we were doing uh, lots of hair in those days, hair pieces and all that. Anyway, but it really did bring back so many memories of what our family was like then. Um, my parents were young, even though they were married. When my mom was 38, my dad was 50. What do you mean your parents were young? Oh, they, they were, were young. Compared I mean, they to how we so remember young. them now. Yeah. Yeah. We thought they were old, but they were so young when we got married, even though they were old. Anyway, you get what I mean. <laughs> but um, it really brings back so many memories of that crazy day uh, up at Utah State University. When you uh, wanted to give me this ring, and we really hadn't even talked about marriage. Oh, you mean the engagement? You're going to go yeah. back even yeah. further. That's, that's what it brought back. Those pictures, anyway. Well, and then you know the thing is that was that was so interesting is our honeymoon was our drive across America to go to graduate school, you, driving your enormous Ford Fairlane 500, the biggest car ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, my dad had bought for me. And pulling $400. with a tow bar, yeah. pulling my little red Porsche as a trailer. You couldn't even tell it was a car. It was so loaded with everything we owned. And I mean, when you think back on those days, the innocence and the cluelessness and the, you know, we were setting out on an adventure. We had no idea how hard it would be how fun it would be, how wild it would be, how unpredictable it would be. And when we see kids getting married today, we, we, just, we just wish that we could sort of open a vision to them that would make them understand the gravity of what they're doing, the joy of it, but also the adventure and the difficulty of it. I mean, you know, I was trying to think of an analogy for it, Linda. It's like when you're 
approaching marriage, it's like you're uh, you're in kindergarten or you're in the first grade or something, and you're going to suddenly go into graduate school. I mean, your life, as far as the difficulty of it and the growth of it, is going to just expand exponentially. But also the hardness of it. I mean, you know, if you're looking for a tame life without much drama and without much challenge and without much pain and without much adventure, don't get married. <laughs> right? Well, before you get too far away from it, I we do have to say, going back to the clueless thing, when we got married, you remember that night you... Uh, we had a little reception in Montpelier, Idaho, where I'm from, <laughs> and my colors there was were paper. my colors were purple and blue. There was no crepe paper, <laughs> but there was a pretty crazy backdrop, sparkly and everything. And then, <laughs> and then, um, afterwards, you blindfolded me, turned you know, drove around in circles for a long time so that we wouldn't know where I was going. I was into honey. surprises even then. And I think we've told this story before, so just briefly, uh, we get to, um, bear, we, we actually... Well, I, I, one reason I drove in circles is you were pretty sure we were going to Sun Valley, and I wanted to perpetuate that thought in your mind. Right, right. So anyway, we got there, and we actually ended up, uh, carry, you carried, carried me over a bunch of sagebrush, sat me down and said, this is our land. Took your blindfold and off. And took my blindfold off. This is our land. How, how in the world? We don't have any money. I sold your mother's insurance policy she gave me on you and bought this <laughs> piece of land for $1,200. Which so is then, where we go now to celebrate our our, our reunions every well, year. Well, the funny part is that he then had um, a plan for a house. Nearby. <laughs> First of all, I thought, oh, great. We're camping on the sagebrush for our honeymoon. No, he had arranged for a friend's house down the street, and everything was all arranged there, and it was so exciting. Except I forgot one thing. And he just forgot one thing. <laughs> I forgot food. <laughs> we had zero food. When we woke up in the morning, I said, so what are we going to eat? And like, oh, shoot, I didn't think about that. I had anyway, to drive a little way to find some kind breakfast. Kind of indicative of the rest. But that of was 52 years yeah. ago. Yeah, My goodness. Amazing. So uh, We'll take a little break, and then we'll be back. We're going to laugh a little and cry a little and talk about marriage a little. And thanks for being with us on our anniversary. So hang on for a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back on Ayers on the Road. It's our 52nd wedding anniversary. Okay, so I, um, I really, there are so many things to say about this, but I do remember an, an adventure every year of some kind. Some, that first one was the adventure. Or the 10 adventures. But um, some of them on were really hard. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean on our anniversary. Oh, just on the anniversary, anniversary. right? Um, I think the one I remember the most right now is just being in Paris. We were um, 
living in London at the time, we went to Paris and had a fabulous, a fabulous experience. Oh my gosh, that was that was a highlight, wasn't it? Was it was so. Let's go amazing. back there. Let's go today. Let's call and see if we can get a reservation. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a nonstop to Paris from Salt Lake. If you let's want. just throw it all over and, and go. Maybe if we call, it'll be you have to quarantine for two weeks before oh, you know, man. We get here. You never know. But anyway. There are so many memorable times where we've had so much fun together, but I think the bottom line of this is not so much about where we went or what we did. It was that Richard has insisted that we spend some time. Um, now, Linda, listen, I've got three. I, I took some notes earlier this morning when we got up, even though I knew this would be a little unstructured. And I really only wrote sort of three words, joy, advice, and goal. So let me just say one word about each of these and then see where this leads us. I love marriage, Linda. I love you. That's why I love marriage. But I love the idea of marriage. I love the words of marriage. I love the word husband. Husband, what a great word. That used to be a farm word, you know, you... you the husbandry of your fields, the, the, the stewardship. Yeah. I love wife. It's such a great word. You put them together. I love partnership. I love the ups and downs. I love the incredible, the, I mean, think of the incredible thing you do when you say, I am going to joyfully and willfully give up my independence in favor of this incredible thing I don't know much about yet, but it's interdependence, and I'm willing I want to be dependent on you. I want to be, we want to be mutually interdependent. I mean, there's just so much power in that and so much growth. And then what's the goal? What's the goal of of a marriage? If you want the simplest thing ever and the hardest thing, this is the hardest thing in the world, Linda. The goal is to make the other person happy. That's the goal. And why is that the hardest thing in the world? Because everything about a human being is about making yourself happy. And I'm not saying we're all selfish. I'm just saying that's the instinct of a human, is to find the things that make him feel good or her feel good. And to turn that around and say, no, my goal is to make this other person happy. And then to gradually start realizing in a weird way, in a way that you almost hate to admit in some perspectives, I actually have more ability to make this other person happy than I do to make myself happy. I just remember feeling a lot of angst and and sorrow on the way through that I couldn't be better to be what you wanted me to be or that you were a little too demanding. <laughs> no, that you, you felt a little sad that I couldn't be more what you needed. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but it really, it really is so interesting because, um, and I hope you're getting this message. We were actually at the Days of 47 Rodeo last week and some friends took us over in their truck. And, uh, <laughs> and just before we got out, we mentioned that there were some real problems going on at our house with grandkids and that... Uh, they weren't all perfect and they said wait a minute wait a minute I see you on Instagram and everything just seems so perfect that's one of the problems isn't it it is it is one of the problems even more so with social media we just yeah we think everybody's got it together but us 
So, I mean, there's, they were saying, this, this just made our day because we just have this thing, this beautiful thing in mind that's going on at your house all the time that it just is not right. <laughs> and some of the most, <laughs> some of our most popular books and I think some of the most popular speeches we've ever given are the ones where we didn't say one word of advice or one word of no, I don't think you how good that. things are. No, no you never No, that. well, you're better at it than me, but people, and, and your book, Linda, Linda's most, I think, I mean, we've had more comments on your little book, I Didn't Plan to Be a Witch, which, by the way, applies to marriage as well as parenting. <laughs> you're right, you, I never thought about that. You, and, and people love that book because all it is is a litany of all the hard times we've had and all the problems we ha- we've had and all the goof-ups and, and mistakes we've made. And people just devour it. It's like, oh, this is so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so bad after all. Well, and I think that, we was, all more, made that. that was more about the kids. We should do a marriage one like that, too, really. I didn't plan. I didn't plan to be a witch. A warlock. Marriage version. A warlock. <laughs> a warlock. <laughs> um, anyway, it really is important to realize that all that brings a lot of growth, and it's taken us a lot of years um, to really figure out what works with us. And and after another fifty-two years, we're going to have it figured out. We are. <laughs> we are. Um, it really is. The biggest challenge that in life, I think, is working through a marriage and then working through a marriage with children and then with a lot of children and then without children. It really, there's so many stages in life and each one changes just a little bit um, your marriage and the way you think about life. Now let me wax philosophical for just a second, honey, because... I've been working on a, on a speech, and I want to share a thought that came to me the other day along these lines. It's very common, especially in our culture, but I think really throughout the world, to refer to a family unit as the basic unit of society. In other words, you know, we've got a lot of institutions, we've got a lot of... Uh, uh, units of society. We've got cities and towns and communities and neighborhoods and countries and so on. But the most basic unit is the family. Now, some have said, no, 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 the basic unit is the individual. And, you know, more and more people live alone these days and marriage is out of fashion and it's better to cohabitate for a while and make sure you're compatible before you make any commitments and on and on and on. But the fact is, for 6,000 years, for all recorded history, it is the family that is the basic unit of society. And that's where things happen. That's where children are born. That's where they're raised. That's where they learn how to live in the, in the world and so on. But I'd like you to consider this, that if, if, if family is the basic unit, then marriage is the basic institution, the fundamental institution, the fundamental agreement or, or thing that causes families to become and to exist. And all the data that we have shows that children who are raised by married parents, and again, this is no blast on Single parents are wonderful. They're some of our heroes. Some marriages shouldn't last, and that's why they don't. But 
the data, the hard data, is that the best way to live in terms of your economic success, in terms of your children's progress and success, despite all its difficulties and hardships, is married. And it is such a powerful institution, and we are, to some extent, losing it across the world today, where, you know, for every one couple that moves in as a married couple, there's three others in this country that move in without being married and cohabitate, thinking maybe they'll get married someday, and saying things like, well, I don't want to make a commitment until I'm sure we're compatible, and not realizing that it's the commitment that will get them through all these tough times we're talking about. I mean, I, I mean, this is just almost comical to think about. If we hadn't made a commitment to each other that we, that we took as serious and sacred and with all of our hearts, how many times would we have walked away? Uh, a lot of times. You know? A lot of times. Uh, there are a lot of days when I thought, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is, I, I am just not happy right now. And he doesn't understand me, and he, he never will. Get it and, and he doesn't yeah. get it. And, and, there's, and, and the thing that keeps you together is, number one, faith, that you believe this is what's supposed to be, and you believe there's help from a spiritual source that you can tap into, and two, the fact that you've made a commitment, and that it's a commitment not only to each other, but to God. And you know what's great is, um, lately, in most cases, are people who have really worked hard to learn how to help people who have yeah, dysfunction in yeah. their marriage. Really we good therapists. really, therapist. really believe in therapists. We think they are so great. And sometimes it takes going through four or five to find, to the find right somebody one. that yeah. really gets what you're saying or can really help you. But it is really uh, interesting. I, I wish we had done some therapy earlier. We well, we, we kind of did, but it was amateurish, you know. And we could have probably used some help on different times. Right. I think everybody, in fact, some of our kids are saying... You know what? Therapy is so great. You can get um, you can get life coaches. You can get people who can really help you sort through things and see it from an outside view. When you're in it yourself, it is so hard to see and from the other person's viewpoint. And it really does help to talk to somebody outside the, outside the family. And we want to end on this note, I think, Linda. When you say it helps to talk to someone else, the biggest capital letters for saying that is it helps to talk to God and if we can right. even enumerate how many times we have been powerless we have come to points where we have nothing to we nowhere have no to more go. to say nowhere to go and we have finally found the strength to kneel down and it's on your knees where the light really starts coming in and where you begin to you're so helpless. I mean, the, the the ultimate definition of humility, I guess, is you're just helpless, and you're just saying, "Please help us." And and some light comes, and you begin to to work through it. It's the thing Abraham Lincoln said. Although I don't think he was talking about marriage, he could have been. There are times when I'm driven to my knees by the simple, overwhelming conviction that I have nowhere else to go. So if you, when you have the darkest time in your marriage, and it's the hardest thing in the world, you don't feel like praying then, you don't feel like going to God, but do it. And if you can 
get on your knees if you can start a little prayer even though it's hard to say the words stay there and wait and plead and see if you don't feel a blanket of help from a higher power. Well, and as you mentioned earlier, there are some marriages that need to end, but I think we're a living testament of the fact that, wow, we have worked through a lot of hard things, and it does help to talk not only to someone else, but to God and to each other and to work things out. Linda, let's go have a great happy anniversary. Let's do it. Let's just wish to our listeners that they won't think of us as old fogies, but as sort of old non-fogies, and that they'll keep (laughs) listening, and that we can continue to love all of you as our brothers and sisters on Ayers on the Road. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your uh, following us along, and we think you're amazing, and we know you're doing amazing things without even knowing who you are. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye for now.